number one. If you found your place, say amen. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, uh, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid, what? Treasures. Then, from verse 1 to verse 4, we found three ifs. If we do this, then God's going to do this. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You may be seated. You may be seated. We had, did we have any first-time attenders this morning? If you were a first-time attender and filled out one of those cards, could you hold it up real high? We want to collect them real quick. Get, take them up so we can pray for them. Any, right here in the front, all the way down the front. Man, they're all three in the front. Amen. Right here. Any in the back? All right. Church, let's give them a hand for being with us today. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are glad that you're here. And we hope we make you feel welcome today. All right. Let's go to the, I can't even talk. The Lord in a word of prayer. Brother Scott, won't you lead us in prayer and ask God to help us here this morning. All right, buddy. Indiana Jones, the greatest treasure hunter ever, and uh, I thought this was a great treasure, but this is just some kind of old book. Is that what you think that is, just some old book? Uh, that's what it looks like to me. What you have in your hand is the greatest treasure of all time. It's greater than any treasure you've ever found before that you ever found after. Everything is in that book. Every secret, everything that you could ever imagine is there. Listen, the origin of life. You know, scientists are spending millions of dollars to find out where life came from. It's right there. It's in there. Okay. Now, now are there any snakes in this book? No snakes. Okay, because I hate snakes. Hey, Amen. I okay. hate snakes, too. Uh, now, this is not a snake handling church. Okay. Now, look, I've got the, the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy Grail, but I, I've never heard of this treasure before. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought about what happens after we die? Well, of course I have. It's in there. 
All right, well, it it's all there. It sounds like you know a lot about this book more than I do. So, look, I'll, I'll give it to you, and maybe it can be a treasure for you, okay? Well, won't you hang around a little bit and, and let me show you the treasure that's in here? All right. All right. I'll do that. Take care. Take back my bag. Yeah. How about it? Give Indiana a hand. Amen. Amen. Church, say amen. Uh, you say, why did you do that? Well, I just like the theme of Indiana Jones, so welcome to hear it. Amen? No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, you'll, toward the end of the message, you're going to find the significance of what we just did. All right? I was, I was praying. I was praying this week and, and studying. And, and you don't know, most of you that have been here for the last few weeks, especially since the first Sunday of January, uh, we have been teaching and talking about going through a transformation. God transforming us from what we were to what he wants us to be. Uh, uh, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And things change as we learn the word of God. If you follow me, say amen. So we are transforming. And one of the, one of the things that's so important about the transformation process is the acquisition of knowledge. There's some things that we have to know because the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we have to fill our mind with the Word of God. We've got to acquire knowledge. There's just some things that we need to know. And, and in that pursuit, in that pursuit, I was, I was looking at, I think one of the, one, a real important thing we need to know is all about Him. Wouldn't you say amen to that? The Bible says, grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, we need to know all about Jesus, about his attitude, about his activity, about everything that he did, his thought process, what he was about here on this earth. Man, we need to know about Jesus. And, and we really need to know about God, man. We need to know the attributes of God, the names of God, the power of God. Man, all, all about the characteristics of God. Because if we're going to put our faith in something, I think we need to know a little bit of something that we're putting our faith in. So we need to know some stuff. Well, with that being said, I got a lot of stuff. I'm talking a lot of stuff that we're going to be getting into and studying and, 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 and learning about God, but not today. Not today. God wanted to go a little different route today. I was, I was, I was being led to Proverbs chapter number 2 for today, and, and, and here's the deal. We don't want to come. We don't want to come to the house of God just to hear a Bible lesson. When we come to the house of God, we need to hear a message. And there is a difference. There's a difference. A Bible lesson is you can take a book and read the information out of it, and that's a Bible lesson. A message is when God in heaven comes down to this earth and speaks directly to your heart. Say, why do we need that? Because God knows our every need. He knows everything about us. He knows every hair on our head. He knows everything about us, that what we need, what we don't like, what we do like, everything about us, so he can speak to us for what we need this week. Does that make sense? This is what he said. This is what he said. In this particular chapter, we find various things. We find the ifs and the thens and the twos, T-O. Two verses we find two. If we do this, then God will do this to make this happen. That makes sense? There was three ifs, two thens, and two twos. All right? Y'all follow me? Say amen. Didn't know you were going to have calculus this morning, did you? Amen. 
All right, all of that's there. And the more I dug and the more I read and the more I got, I was taking note after note after note, and I'm going through all of this and getting carried away, and, and I'm thinking, and God said, whoa, you got 25 minutes, son. Slow her down. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. Instead of knowing about him, there's some things that God wants you to know about you. You see, verses 1 through 4 is our responsibility. But the, the verses after that is what God's going to do. And I wanted to get in all that because that's some good stuff, man. You need to know what God's going to do for you when you acquire knowledge and, and when you gain wisdom. And, and, but, but God said, before you know some stuff about me, there's some stuff you really need to know about yourself. You see, this Bible, this Bible is a mirror. It's about a mirror. It's, 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 it's a mirror. And how many of y'all know a mirror is brutally honest? If ugly's in front of it, ugly is reflected. You know what they say about ugly, don't you? Beauty is skin deep. Ugly's to the bone. When beauty fades away, ugly hangs on. Amen? A mirror is just brutally honest. I was at the mall the other day, and I seen some folks walking by, and I can't help it. My poker face is broke. Amen, Spence? You got a poker face? It's just, I don't have that. I, I just, it's like when I see it, it's like, what the, what in, are you, I looked at my wife, and I said, do they own a mirror? And she, oh, hush, Malcolm, you just, you're so mean. And I'm not mean. This is reality, man. There's no way they could own a mirror and walk out their house looking like that. Y'all with me? A mirror? Don't y'all look all sanctified at me. Don't tell me y'all ain't never seen nobody like that. Come on now. Say amen, church. Get with me. That mirror is a supernatural device invented by God so we would know where we need adjustment. Say amen. That's what it is. And see, God's going to hold it up today. And I'm trying to use a little levity because it's going to get deadly serious in just a minute. God's going to hold up a mirror, and there's something about a mirror. Sometimes there's things we see in that mirror we don't really like. And I don't want to see, and I don't want to hear, I don't want to know. I'd rather not know that, God, but God wants us to know it because it's going to drastically affect what we're going to learn about him. Are y'all with me today? How many of y'all going to love me when this is over? All right, how many of y'all going to fake it? Come on, help me now. All right. Look, number one. Number one, let's, 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 let's talk about this. Knowledge. We need to gain knowledge. And, and, and for the purpose, we've got to get knowledge so that God can give us wisdom. So isn't that the same thing? No, it's not the same thing. Knowledge is the acquisition of information. Well, that sounds pretty good, don't it? It's the acquisition of information. It is when you retain and you gather information. Well, wisdom is the right use of that information. In other words, in other words, the difference between me and Brother Dorgan when we're working on a truck motor, I can read a book and get the information. He knows what to do with it. You see the difference? Why? He's been messing with him for years. I mean, ever since Noah got off the ark, he tuned it up. Say amen. He's got a lot of wisdom from years of using the information that he has acquired. I might can get the information, but I don't have the wisdom. How many of y'all have known somebody with a lot of information, but they didn't have no sense? Say amen. 
And that's what it is. We gather the information. It is our responsibility to gather the knowledge, gather the information, and then God will supernaturally give us the wisdom to know what to do with it. Now watch what he says in verse number 1. Verse number 1, My son, my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. Two things that I see in this verse. Number 1, if you're taking notes, write this down. I want you to see the information we must attain. The information we must attain. Everything starts right here. Everything starts right here. In this book, in this treasure chest that we hold in our hand, in this book, everything starts right here. Do you realize in the very beginning of time, in the very beginning of time, the Bible says this in in Genesis chapter number 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then it says, And God said, Let there be light. And you know what? There was light. The very first creative action taking place was taken by the Word of God. Let there be light. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. It began with the Word of God. So if we're going to start this journey of knowledge and wisdom, it all starts here. Y'all with me? Now two things he said to do with this, the Word, the commandments. Two things, receive and retain. Receive them. And retain them. It's not supposed to go through one ear and out the other. Are y'all with me? Here's a, man. I I don't know why he don't tell me in all of them because this a, a preacher, a preacher, and 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 a deacon was out deer hunting, and they both shot at the same deer. Deer dropped dead. Boom. And they was arguing over who killed the deer. Well. Uh, a game warden come up and said, man, we have got a dilemma. Said, we have both shot at this same deer, and, 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 and I think I shot it. He think he shot it. And, 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 and he said, you need to help us. He said, you need to help us. He said, so the game warden went over there, and he examined the deer and looked at the deer. And he said, man, I know who shot it. He said, who? The preacher shot it. He said, well, how do you know the preacher shot it? He said, because it went in one ear and out the other. Are y'all with me? Now, listen, we don't need it to go through one ear and out the other. I need you to retain what you are receiving. We receive the Word. We receive the Word through instruction. Say that word with me, through instruction. We all need instruction. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 12. Apply thine heart unto instruction and thine ears to the words of knowledge. Proverbs 1, 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. What does that mean? You need to take advantage of every opportunity you can to be taught the Word of God. Listen, we, 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 have, we have a program fixing to start. I believe it's next Sunday. Am I right about that, Brother Scott? Uh, I believe it's next Sunday, the discipleship program. Listen, everybody that hasn't gone through that already, you need to go through that. It is a basic Bible course that talks about everything you could ever want to know about the Bible, the assurance of salvation, baptism, church membership, man, the devotional life, the eternal word of God, family. Are y'all with me? All these things that we need to know, and you need to take advantage of that. That class is there. It's available. We want you a part of that. Find out where it's at. Find out what it is at Information Center. Every Wednesday night, guess what we're doing? We are instructing in the Word. 
every Wednesday night right here. And I'm telling y'all what, last Wednesday night, it was good up in here. Say amen. I'm telling you, man, God be in the move. I, I have really begun to enjoy Wednesday night more than I have on Sunday. I'm telling you, we can just relax. It's not, it, it, we start right in the Word, right in the beginning, and God has been opening our eyes to things and revealing stuff there. It's incredible. Don't neglect the instruction of God's Word. Watch what it says. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. What does that mean? That if we are going to ignore instruction and not take advantage of the instruction that's there, we are acting very foolishly. We will sit and we will tell our children, we will tell the young people, you need education. Listen, you need, to, you need to focus. You need an education. You need to go to school because it's very important. You know, all that's right. Man, if there was any day they need an education, it's right now because this world is going crazy wide open and technology and all that. And we'll say, man, you need to get an education. You need instruction. You need to go to school. You need teaching. And then we'll come to the house of God and ignore what God says. According to that, that's very foolish. We receive knowledge through instruction. We receive it through the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, we receive it through instruction. We retain it. We retain it through incorporation. We retain it through incorporation. I can read that book. I can read, I can read that, uh, 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 that guide. That, help me, Dorgan. What's in the glove box? The uh, owner's manual. I can read that owner's manual. And I can look at stuff in there, and then I can go, and I can forget all about it. I guarantee you, I could ask him a question or something that's in there, and he could tell me because he's using it every day. He's incorporating it. He's not being a hearer. He's being a doer. And the thing that will change our life, if we could really understand this, if we not just let it receive it, but we retain it by using the word that we receive. Are y'all with me? I looked up the word incorporate. Webster's Dictionary says this. Incorporate means to unite or work into something already existent so as to form an indistinguishable whole. How many of y'all have ever, how many of y'all have ever been making, uh, 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 making a batter or making, making, some, making pancakes or something and, and you got that thing mixed up real good and everything and it looks like something and you see that it's too, too soupy or it's too, yeah. And that, that situation's happening, and you pour some more of, that, you pour some more of that, 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 that powder stuff in it. Now, it looks like two different things, don't it? Until you work it in. Y'all get with me now. Work it in. What are you doing? And it, now it looks like one thing. It don't look like two things. It looks like one thing. What's, what are you trying to get at? Here's the deal. We come get this word, and we work it into our life. And we start doing it and applying it and living what we're reading and receiving. And then it becomes one thing. They don't see us. They see Jesus. Amen. The information that we must attain. Number two. Put your seatbelts on, people. It's going to get kind of tight. The information we must attain. If thou wilt receive my words and hide them in your heart. Hide them. Keep them, retain them, so that thou, now watch this, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, apply thine heart to understanding. If thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding. Three things there. Three things in these verses that I see. First, God said in verse 1 what we're supposed to be doing. 
We're supposed to be retaining, receiving, and retaining the word. Did y'all see that? That's what we're supposed to do. In verses 2 and 3, God tells us how to do it. Aren't you glad we got a cool God like that? He's just not going to tell us what to do. He's going to tell us, okay, here's how you do it. Use your ear, your, your heart, and your mouth. Now watch what he says. Incline thine ear to knowledge. Incline thine ear to the instruction. Incline thine ear to wisdom. Now, here's the deal. That word incline. I looked that word incline up, and, and it means to pay close attention or respectful attention to. Here's the deal. We come into church. Most people, most people come into church like they've always come into church, like their mama will come to church and papa will come to church and everything. We go through the motions. We go through the motions. Some of us sing, some of us don't. Some of us wait to get it over. And then we hear, it's time to hear the message. Then we pray and then we go home. And we've fulfilled our quota. And we wonder why we're the same when we leave as then when we came. If you ever leave the same way than, than you came, then, then, then you failed. It is. It's just, it is what it is. Because we're not here just to have an, an, just, a, just simply an acquisition of knowledge. We're here to gain wisdom. We're here to change. I don't want to just leave. I don't want to leave cheerful. I want to leave changed. I want to leave different. I want to leave better than I was when I came. Now, here's the deal. The reason that's not happening is because we're not giving a respectful attention to the instruction of the Word of God. Let me illustrate that. That same deal happens to me at home. Sometimes my wife is instructing me on, on the, the things that I need to accomplish for the day. Are y'all with me? How many of y'all men get instructed sometimes? And, and I'm, I am there, I am present and accounted for, and I am hearing her, but I'm not listening. I hear, and she is very serious and intent on the instructions that she's given me, but my mind and my attention is not on her instruction. My attention is on the right hook that's being thrown on the TV at the MMA fight. Say amen. Now, I've always wondered why y'all can't wait for commercials. I need a witness from men that are not cowards in the house. Amen. Bless God, a commercial ain't but two minutes away. Can't you wait just a minute? And this is what happens. After the instructions, after the instructions, that, that, that question that always comes after that, are you listening to me? And every man at that moment always lies. Yes. And we do it indignantly. We do it with anger. And we want to make that attitude like, how dare you question my listening to you? Yes, we're listening to you. Absolutely. Then question number two. <laughs> I see y'all have had this issue at your house. Now why must they go there? Amen. Now, here's the deal. God is instructing and God is teaching. God is trying to share something with you, something that will help you, something that will change you. And we sit in the house of God like, is this going to be over in a minute? Because we're not giving attention. 
Our ears are not pricked up to hear the message. Well, I left and I didn't get nothing because you don't look for nothing. If we're going to get knowledge, if we're going to get wisdom, the Bible says we got to attune our ears to hear and pay attention. You would not believe at some of the stuff I see looking out there. I know y'all can't believe that stuff y'all see looking up here. But y'all would not believe what people do when they come to the house of God. And I got to really ask, why are you even here? I mean, aren't we here to hear from God? Let's prick up our ears. But then God said, let me go a little deeper. Let me go a little deeper. Apply, incline thine ear, and then apply thine heart. The reason we're not paying attention is because our heart's not in it. We can leave. I, I, have, this, I have this problem sometimes. I can, I can be reading my Bible and I can get to chapter 4 and forget what I read in chapter 1. You know why? Because my mind was somewhere else. And you know why my mind was somewhere else? Because my heart was there. Guess where your mind will be, wherever your heart is. Some of us in here are already thinking about dinner. Some of us are thinking about what we're supposed to do this week. Some of us are thinking, what's, 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 what's that person over there in that other row? Why in the world would she wear something like that? Well, I saw him down. I know where he was this week. Heart ain't nowhere near hearing from God. I know this. Listen, I'm speaking from experience. I've been in the house of God, and, and I've been critiquing everybody, and ain't even thought about listening to God. And then it just dawned on me. Hey, why are you here? We're not here to investigate everybody's wardrobe, their automobile. Their be their, hey, we're here to hear from God. And we're not going to pay close attention. We're not going to pay respectful attention unless our heart's in it. That's why I said, apply thine heart. And then he said this, verse 3. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding. We need to ask. How many of y'all have had little people around you? Got little kids, little grandkids, little... Don't they ask the most unbelievable amount of questions? Daddy, why'd you do that? Where, where are we going? Why, why are we going there? You give them an answer, and it's always followed with a question. You ever notice that? You give them an answer, well, why? Will you give them an answer to that? Well, why is that? Will you give them an answer? Why, 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 why? And you want to say, hush! Just chill, man. Now, we got to be careful because that stuff, I regret this to my day. is one, one of the biggest mistakes I ever made as a parent. So if you've got little people in that stage right now, let me help you. Don't make the mistakes that most of us made in here. Don't get aggravated with that because there's going to come a moment and a time in their life that you're going to want them to talk to you, and they won't. So if you can cultivate that and I know it's aggravating, I know it's hard to do, but just keep on, just keep that communication line open, and if you'll do that, because there's going to come a stage, you're going to want to know who their friends are. You're going to want to know what they're doing out when they're not at your house, and you want them to have a freedom to be able to talk to you, and if, they, if we make them clam up then, they'll clam up when we don't want them to clam up. I'm telling you, now I made that terrible mistake. I wish to God I didn't, because at, there, there, there comes a time when, why, 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 and they wake up one morning, 
and you couldn't pry anything out of them with dynamite. Say amen. And then that's when you want them to. So that mechanism of questioning was given to them by God so they can acquire knowledge. Have you ever heard that, that statement, the only dumb question is the one that you, you don't ask? Learn. Ask questions. Listen, I, I, when, I was, when I was in high school, my junior year in high school, the, the, our carpentry teacher was the golf coach. And, uh, and there wasn't nobody playing golf because we made fun of people that played golf at then because I was really redneck and went to a redneck school. And, and if you played golf, you was a sissy and you looked like a sissy and, and we, we called you a sissy. But uh, now I don't believe that theology anymore because now I'm a sissy because I like to play golf. Amen. I, my, my junior year, I, I never picked up a golf club in my life and, 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 and our carpentry teacher was the golf coach and he was trying to recruit us in to play him because he didn't have any players and and uh and me and my cousin played baseball so he said well baseball swing it'd be it ain't nowhere coach it ain't nowhere near the same i promise you it ain't and 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 so we went out there we was all we was gonna try it out so we went on the soccer field soccer field was right behind the carpentry shop and and uh, we was hitting golf balls and and man i was awful i'm talking about beyond awful ain't even the word the, the, the drafting teacher had an antique golf club he got from his grandfather and brought out one of them old-fashioned persimmon wood drivers. I said, let me swing that thing. I went back with all the gusto I had, and I, when I hit the ground, I hit the ground too far behind the ball. The ball never went anywhere. The head of that, that antique driver went about 30 yards out into that field. Yeah, it was bad, let me tell you. Well, anyhow, I, I went out and I tried out because I just wanted to play. <laughs> Coach... Coach Crumbo saw me coming, and he thought, oh, man. He cussed, really. He did. He cussed. He told me later on he cussed and said, what? It, 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 mm, it was bad because I was terrible. And, and but I wanted to play, and I signed up, and, uh, and, and, and I went and got a job at a golf course because if you worked at a golf course, I found out you could play for free. And, and, and so I went and got a job at a golf course, and I, I, I was playing all, every day I would wake up. And, man, I'd go, and I, I, I went and played. I went and played after school before I went to work, and I'd get every Golf Digest magazine I could find. Every magazine that had anything to do with golf, I would read it from cover to cover. I would try to do everything I could to learn it. I mean, the pros out on the, on, on the driving range, they'd be out there giving lessons, and I'd be out there paying attention, trying to copy what they were doing and listen to what they were saying. And when they walked by me, man, I'd aggravate the fight. How do you hit that shot right here? What would you use in this situation right here? Man, would you use a putter right here? How do you hit this particular shot? I mean, drive them. They hated to see me come. I wanted to know. I wanted to get better. I'm, I'm a weird type duck. I'm telling you, whatever I do, I go crazy. I, I, moderation is not in my vocabulary, and that's bad. It's not a good thing. Uh, some of you, yeah, that's a great. No, it's not, because I get one thing on my mind, and I can't get it out, and here we go. Right over, and, 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 man, I was consumed with it. I would ask every question I could because I wanted to get better. In one year time, I went from trashy, sure enough, couldn't, I, I couldn't hit the broads out of a barn, to I tied to go uh, uh, to, the, to the regionals there to go to state my, my senior year. In one year time, I got that much better. Now, here's the deal. I was reading this, and I couldn't help but think about that. I mean, God kept bringing that to my mind and bringing that to my mind, and, 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 and I wanted it bad. And according to this chapter, if we really want knowledge and wisdom, that's how we got to go after it. We got to be consumed with it. We need to look for it and, and ask about it, incline our ear, and take every opportunity and every chance we can to get the instruction we need. Not just and and by the way, I play golf, 
I play golf with folks, and, and it's, it's one of them, yeah, whatever. You want to play? Yeah, I'll play. Ain't played in just whatever. And they'll shoot, they'll shoot five million, and, and, and I mean, just knock it off the planet, and it's terrible, and, 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 and it drives me crazy. Because if I do something, I want to do it good. But that's the attitude that we come into the house of God with, don't we? Well, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. At least I showed up. I'm here. Check off my tennis chart in heaven, God. You know why I acted that way with golf? I was consumed. My heart was in it. Where's your heart today? Where's your heart? Now, now watch this. Psalms 119.2 Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, that seek him with the whole heart. Psalms 119.10 With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Psalms 119.34 Give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Psalms 119.145 I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. Now watch this. This is what's really going to tell us the story. Verse number 4. Verse number 4. We've seen the information we must acquire in verse number 1. The instruments we must, we must apply, or what I say? Activate. Let's activate our ears, our heart, our mouth to gain this wisdom. Verse number 4. If thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures. That's the initiative we must apply. What initiative are you taking to gain knowledge? What initiative are you taking to gain knowledge, to gain wisdom? This verse, look what it says. If thou seekest for her as silver, if thou search for her as hid treasures, the reason that there is such a, a, a going after is because there was high value placed on that object. In other words, he's saying you need to place high value on instruction, knowledge, and wisdom. And we'll get somewhere with this. Just stay with me. High value. Silver and treasures speaks to me of high value, doesn't it you? In other words, this needs to be a treasure to you. You need to treat it as something of high value. When I saw that, it dawned on me why we come to church like we do. I saw, and it dawned on me, why we treat this word like we do. It dawned on me why so many churches are crippled and falling apart. And why so many Christians are coming to church and leaving the same way. Because they place no value on the Word of God. Watch this. Watch this from the, the very beginning. I need everybody's attention. Stay with me. Look at 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 me. We said we don't pay attention because our heart's not in it. Well, according to this verse, our heart is not in it because we don't place value. Where do you get that? For where a man's treasure is his value where he places value where his treasure is 
there will his. Y'all with me? We don't pay attention because our heart's not in it. Well, our heart's not in it is because we don't place value. It's not a treasure to us. Wow. I was asked this question. Sometimes when God's giving me stuff during the week, I got to tell somebody before I get here on Sunday because I can't hold it. I mean, it's just so good. It's just so, wow. God will show me something in his word, and man, I, I got to tell somebody, I'm going to bust. And usually, Belise is the beneficiary of it because she's the closest office to me. I say, hey, man, let me show you something. And I was showing her some of this stuff, and, 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 and this is what she said. She said, well, preacher, what about those that don't like it? What about those that don't like to read or don't like to pay attention or it's just not important to them? What about people that's just, just him hauling around and people that go to church and it's just not their thing? Preacher, you're consumed with it because you've been in the Word. And, and all, and, and, but what about those that it's just not that big a deal to? What do they do? That was her exact word. What do they do? And God is my witness, my hand on the Bible. My hand on the Bible. A word come out of my mouth that I didn't even think. I didn't even. It was just God, the Holy Ghost, just came into my being and said it. She said, what do they do? And this is what God came in my spirit and said. And I said, repent. And it kind of spooked me a little bit. Because I usually, I got to think about something before I say it. Because I'm not quick on the draw. I, I, I just can't. Some people like Jonathan McNeese, my buddy, he's just quick-witted, and he just comes up with stuff. I, I'm not that way. i got to contemplate something before I say it. But, man, it just come out of my mouth, repent. And, boy, i, I got to chill, to be honest with you. Because here's the deal. If we don't place high value on God and his word, you say, well, I, I, got, I, I place high value on God, but I just don't have time for his word. Do you realize the Bible said he has magnified his word above his name? And the closest that we're ever going to get to God is right here? And I said, if this is not priority, we need to repent. If this is not first place, then we are committing idolatry. If we are sitting in the house of God and our mind is on pancakes, our mind is on the dinner, our mind is on the ball game, our mind is on the pageant coming up, our mind is on our shopping list, and we're not paying close attention and giving respectful attention to the Word of God, then whatever that is, is idolatry. And I promise you this, God will remove idolatry from your heart. It can be a hobby. It can be people. It can be family members. There are so many people that put their kids before God. I promise you this. If you belong to a child of God, you're just trying to scare us. No, I'm telling you the God's truth. If you belong to God and your name is written in glory and you're a child of the king and if God, you put something in front of him that doesn't need to be there, he will remove it. Man, golf consumed my life. I ate it. I slept it. I 
Listen, all I could think about was golf. Listen, it was more important to me than my Bible. It was more important to me than church. It was more important to me than anything. And God took it away. I tell you, I got this problem. I'm, I'm admitting to y'all, I'm, I, I, listen, I'm human like y'all. I get consumed with stuff. Coon hunting, man. I, 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 I got, I'd get the magazines, I'd read the magazines, I want to go coon and I was just consumed to the point that it started interfering with my ministry and, and, and my own personal, not necessarily the ministry here, but my personal walk with God. And, and before long, if I didn't fix that, then it would affect my ministry. Several years ago, I don't even know if I ever mentioned this in church or not. I, God put it in my heart in the first service or the second service, and I don't even like talking about it. It just rips my guts out when I think about it. But I had gotten so consumed with coon hunting. I talk about it now and cut up because I still go every night, but not like I was. It was, it was just it was consuming me. One night I was up here studying. It was on a Saturday night, probably 10, 11 o'clock at night, because before I'd just spend just about all night on Saturdays up here just studying. And it was about 7 degrees outside, freezing, man. And it was... And I, I, man, when it comes to my dogs, I, I just spoil them rotten. I can't stand for them to be cold. I just, and then it's going to be that cold outside. And, man, I, I'd put a, a light inside their dog houses for them and just because I want them to be warm and I didn't want them to be freezing to death. And, and well, something shorted out with them, and it caught my kennel on fire. And my phone rang at the house, or up here in my office, and when I picked up the phone, all I could hear was screaming and crying on the other end. And one of the girls was screaming, we can't get them out. We can't get them out. And I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm just, what in the world? What? what? And, and we can't get them out. It's on fire. We can't get them. And, 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 man, I just got chilled all the way down to my spine. And I slammed the phone down. I run out the office, and I jumped in my truck. And I, I was going 100 miles an hour down the highway thinking about, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And, and, and when we got to, when we got to the, the, the road there at Battleground where I live and, I went to turn in. By the time I went to turn in, the fire trucks were coming out. And boy, my heart just went to my toes. Man, I got in there. When I pulled in the yard, it was just rolling. Just rolling. The, the hoses were froze. We couldn't get them out. The fr hoses were froze, and, 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 and it just lost them all. I had three of the best I ever had. Listen, that was one of the hardest Sundays I ever preached in my life. All I could do was sit there and have tears run down my face. And I knew, I knew God was removing something that had become an idol to me. Now, you say, you're just trying to scare us. I'm just telling you what happened to me. Oh, well, God wouldn't do that. You sure about that? God is a jealous God. And if you're a child of God and there is something between you and Him, He will remove it. He will Listen, stuff will come in your life and you'll think, what in the world is happening with me? God is going to be first place. Let me ask you a question. 
Do you cherish this? Is, is this a treasure to you? Why would Indiana risk, listen, tribes that want to cannibalize him and raging rivers and cliffs and, and all of that and, and, and booby traps just to get because it was of high value? He said, you need to seek it as silver. You need to seek it as hid treasure. And I know what some of you are thinking. Well, I just don't look at it like you do, preacher. Watch this. Watch this right here. Because we're trying to do it backwards. Well, I'm going to get to it when I start feeling the way you do about it. Then I'm going to start reading. Guess what? I didn't feel this way till I started reading. If, verse 1, if, verse 3, if, verse 4, if we cry after it, if we seek it with our whole heart, if we seek it as silver, then, verse 5, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. When is the desire going to come? It's not going to come before you do it. It's going to come after you do it. You see, one step leads to another. I'll be digging in my Bible, and I'll see this, wow, man. And then it'll lead me over here, and whoo, man, that's good. And then it'll lead me over, and the more I dig, the more I get. And the more I get, the more excited I get. And the more excited I get, the more I want to do it some more. Oh, that's just because you're a preacher. Look, that's just because you're the pastor of this church. Brother Buchanan has been really digging in his Bible lately. And he can't cross my path without wanting to show me something. You know why? He's done found some treasure. And when you find treasure, you value it. The Bible says, Thy word have I valued more than silver and gold. Now the question is, ladies and gentlemen, God's holding up the mirror. What do you see? What do you see? Do you value His Word? Is your heart in this thing? Do you pay close attention to the instruction that you're receiving? If you don't pay close attention, if you're just waiting for church to get over, then your heart's not in it. If your heart's not in it, that means you don't value it. For where a man's treasure is, there were his. If you can say no to any one of them three, if you can say no to any one of them three, if you say, well, I'm struggling with any one of them three, you know what the next step is? The very answer that the Holy Ghost told me to tell Belisa, let's repent. Let's make it right. Let's find a place in this altar and say, God, from now on, you're first. From now on, you are priority. Everything else in my life is going to be secondary in everything. Because I'm going to seek you as silver and precious treasure. You see, ladies and gentlemen, it's not what we need to know about him yet. It's what God wants you to know about you. What has he spoke to you this morning? What has he showed you about yourself that you see? Guess what? This mirror is for adjustment. It's not for you to get bitter. It's for you to get better. And the first step to doing that is repent. God, I'm sorry. As every head's bowed and every eye closed, our musicians will come and play very soft.